0: All right, hello guys, welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm Mr. Matrix Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? Our guy Dom taking an off day today. Um, so it's just gonna be awesome. us. <laughs> hey man, beats me. I tried knocking on his door, nothing. So, hey, here we are. Um, And all we're going to do today is, you know, it's been like a week since we've got to talk to you wonderful people. So we're just going to go over some of the news and notes from some of the more interesting teams in the league. Um, Darnell, you want to start or you want me to start? You can start. All right. So one team to me early that is really intriguing me. Now, they did this last year, but I I think they have a little bit more to build on now. It is the Mm -hmm. Kings. Um, they won their first game against where they played, they played, they played three tough games, They played the Blazers. Um, then they played, they played the Warriors last night, played the Blazers in game one and they played the Jazz in game two. Um, so now they lost to the Jazz and they lost to the Warriors, but those are two teams who I think everyone will agree are kind of, I mean, the Jazz were the one seed last year, the Warriors, everyone, or at least I believe is like the kind of favorite in the West this year. Um, and they're, they're playing them close. And the interesting thing to me, obviously, is like Davion Mitchell truly is a stud. He had 22 last night. We saw him really guard Dean, hold him to like 20. When he was on Steph, he kind of did bother him. Um, and Steph last night, 27 points, nine for 23 shooting four fifteen 15 from the field. And as we know, they do have Aaron Fox. Halliburton has been starting as well. He's basically the, the, their passer. Now, they do have some issues that I think are kind of interesting, um, you know, because I think Rashawn Holmes is actually pretty pretty good as well. But I think that the issue almost is that they have too many guards. They have Terrence Davis as well, but he healed, struggled last – you know, he's on and off. He was killing the Jazz. He had six threes against them, but he had two last night. And I think they need to kind of move one and get, obviously, another consistent wing threat. I mean, Harrison's been scoring these games. He's had 20-plus all game. But I think they almost have too many guards to the point where Darren doesn't get the ball as much as he needs it to kind of be effective. And mm-hmm. it's kind of everything's too spread out. We, you can't have five, you know, guards, but the Kings are fighting. They look very interesting. Obviously, they need to fire Luke Walton at some point, too. But I do like the talent <laughs> that they're building. <laughs> it sucks, but I do like the talent they're building. Well, what are your thoughts right now on the Kings early in its first three games?
1: Yeah, they're, they're, they're a, they've are they're they been an interesting team. Um, you mentioned Davion Mitchell. It was, I think, a couple of nights ago where they played Utah, and yeah. he had one possession where he stole, where he ripped the ball from Donovan Mitchell. You see a little smirk on Donovan Mitchell's face, and, and Davion Mitchell pushes it back the other way. I think he might have scored. So he's been doing it on the offensive end. Defensively, we knew that in college, he was a tenacious on-ball defender. It looks like that's going to translate to the NBA. I'm not surprised that it does because he has the athleticism that he's able to do it at this level. So having him out there with Halliburton and Fox, it's it's going to be a logjam because they're, they all need the ball in their hands to be their most effective. But if the Kings ultimately want to be a better team this year, they're going to have to figure out a way – to get the most out of the team and not just the individuals like De'Aaron Fox, who, you know, we've seen can put up crazy numbers. So I think um, the Kings are – they're going to surprise a lot of teams because um, there's just not a lot of expectations for them. They play in – they're in California, but they're in Sacramento, where it's not the media market of a, a, Los, a Los Angeles. So one thing that no one's talking about is – they still have Marvin Marvin Bagley on the roster, but there's no he was reportedly out of the rotation coming into the season. So I don't know how that situation is going to play out. A number a former number two overall pick. So that's interesting. And the Kings are just Kings are the Kings. They still have Vladi. They passed on Luca. So yeah. many interesting things.
0: Passed on other guard. And, and the Bagley situation is really strange to me as well, because you look at what they need, it really is a power forward. You might as well see. You might as well see, because mm-hmm. um, you're out there starting Mo So if you're not going to trade the guy – and, again, here's the thing to me. Um, so I believe the Sixers – Ben Simmons, again, would be another person who's perfect for this team, because really all they're missing is kind of a wing defender, right? And – I mean Rashawn Holmes is a good finisher, but just another finisher. You know what I mean? Um, ben Simmons yeah. would definitely fit in both those roles. And I believe the reports were we wanted Halliburton, and they said no. So I'm I'm saying, I'm saying personally, if I'm running the team, I'm taking on want Davion or Fox. And I know they won't do that, but I'm I don't I like Halliburton, but not for Simmons. But they're saying no to Halliburton. King's going to king, man. What are you going to do?
1: The thing about the Sixers is it's going to be hard because the Sixers want everybody. And everyone knows the Sixers have no leverage as far as with other teams in a trade. So they're not just going to willingly give up all their best players. I don't know how the Sixers are going to find a trade. But for the Kings, I'm not trading. I'm not trying to trade Davion Mitchell or Tyrese Albert, to be honest. Not right now. Not just yet.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. The thing is, is, I mean, the answer to the team because I, I did as you were saying, and as I was looking at the stats, I was like, bro, he is right there. Marvin Bagley is right there. I don't, I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I know we don't like being there, but fuck it, Just play him. You know, if you're not gonna yeah, trade, it's not him, like-, like, I don't get it. It does doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, it's not a Ben Simmons situation. It's not like yeah. he's on some big contract. You are trying to move him because mm-hmm. he's a disgruntled star? Like, I mean, he is disgruntled, but he's not a star. So yeah, he he's still got to play. As <laughs> simple as that.
0: I mean, if you if you out there try and I like him, he played okay last night. He hits corner threes, but if you are out there trotting out Mo Harkless,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you might as well see what's up with Bagley. Um, now another team that's interested me early, obviously. I mean, how could you not be interested by them? As the Warriors winning the first game with Steph struggling, um, Steph obviously had a 25 point out first in game two, um, in the first quarter, and then last night he had 27 through three quarters and end up winning, but he didn't have a point in the fourth. But the thing that's interesting to me about this team isn't Steph, it's really Jordan Poole and Damian Lee, and the fact that they are now becoming consistent. Um, I like the fact that their bench is a lot stronger. The Alicia we saw, Gary Payton, had 10 last. He's a good defender as well. And the Warriors definitely, they're a deep team. And and like I said, they're getting consistency from Poole and Damian Lee. And if Poole, because again, he's not just a shooter and neither is Lee. Both of them have gone the Steph Curry route um, this year. And they've bulked up a little bit seeing Damian Lee's attack the basket. You know, he only shot two threes, but he had 11. He went right to the rim. Jordan Poole has a nice floater game. He's he he had some explosive moves last night specifically just going right to the basket getting mm-hmm. to getting to the foul line as well um four times. So if those two are becoming consistent, to me what that means is if you if you look in the future we already know the expendable pieces, but he almost is becoming a, the only detriment on the team. It's Wiggins, especially if big if, but if Clay comes back, I'm starting Pool Curry and Clay right, so you can have the spacing. Pool would have a lot more room to move, and you can't leave Clay, so you'd have issues. And again, the other thing with me with the Warriors right now, it's everything. Honestly, they're uh, top to bottom a really good team. They look like the best in the league. Their defense has been incredible. Steph on defense this year has been more impressive than Steph on offense. And it's kind of unexplainable. That's, unless you...
1: that's, a, that's a statement. <laughs>
0: I mean, you have to watch it. It's, it's very it's, – it's crazy. Yeah. But they're, they're – like last night I'm watching, and the Kings are turning the ball over. But turnovers are created differently. So Rocket Celtics was going on yesterday and they were just throwing the ball. I was like, bro, what is this? Like, what the hell? But the <laughs> Kings, Kings turnovers were getting forced. Like they were even pressured on the ball and then they would throw it and the Warriors would just be so fast. Because again, you got Poole, Lee, Payton. Harrison is still out there. Draymond can steal it. So it's like they were all flying. And last night, give me an example I'm talking about. They put out a putter in as well. Steph had three steals, Poole had three steals, Otto had three, and that was the main source of their offense. Their half-court offense was not great, but they just kept getting turnovers. And I was like, yo, their defense is real. And, again, they're missing their best on-ball defender. Now, we don't know how his on-ball defense is going to be when he comes back, obviously, because mm-hmm. of the injury. But it, it's, it's really crazy to think. Because the first game, of course, we were all laughing at Russ for turning the ball over against them. But – they might just have one of the best defenses in the league, but what are your thoughts right now on the Warriors as well?
1: Yeah, they 12 threes. I mean, 12 steals last night in the game. Like, that is kind of crazy. Like, when you really think about it, that's a lot. That's a lot of forced turnovers. Not dead and ball I turnovers. Have, yeah. Yeah, I've been impressed with the Warriors. Right now, they're first in the Western Conference, 3-0. and um, Steph Curry's been Steph Curry. We know how good he can be, and even when he's struggling, like he didn't have a great night from the field last night—only nine twenty-three—but still got you ten assists with three turnovers, which is a good, you know, ratio. Twenty-seven points, a plus fourteen—that's all you can really ask for from Steph. And they now have higher IQ play. Not not that Kelly Oubre is a low IQ player; he just not the right fit for the Warriors' offense.
0: So now yeah. they have
1: players that fit better, and they still have a lot of upside because they have a guy like Kuminga who was their highest draft pick, who's, you know, dealing with the injury, I believe. So he hasn't made his debut yet. You still have Clay who's coming back. So the Warriors, you can see how – you can see a plan for them to get better. And for them to already be in this position is just amazing, considering they're a team that didn't make the playoffs last year.
0: Yeah. You also see Wiseman and Moody. They have a lot of trade bid. Essentially, mm-hmm. I mean, they could have just yeah. taken our trade already and had Ben Simmons, but whatever. And honestly, the way that they're using Juan and the way they were using Nicky, I think a lot of people were worried about how the Ben Simmons thing would fit with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's a great fit. Like, that's, exa- that's exactly what they need. All they need are people to pass the ball to Pool and Curry. And so I'm trying to think of who else they could. Like probably trade for it, because honestly, a lot of this obviously depends on Clay. I thought cause I think they could make they could make a run without him. I don't know if they could win a championship without him. But alongside I think they would just need another a big wing defender because Wiggins ain't it right. So if you're gonna try to deal with a LeBron or maybe a Kawhi, or even if Kawhi does come back, a Paul George, because Paul George was lighting them up as well. You would need, like, one of those players. And they have the trade assets to do it for sure. All these young guys who really – they'll probably see about Kaminga, but Wiseman just doesn't fit because the whole the whole thing – I'm watching him with Dom last night, and he's pointing it out. It's like, Kevin Looney's so fast, he's getting out there. You know what I mean? So if you're running the screens, yeah. he can just run and be there. And then if he's not out there, they were using – Otto Porter at the five, Draymond Green at the five, Belicia at the five. So they're always going to have a fast five out there. And that's why their defense is looking different. Um, and what we've seen from Steph so far this year is first game, he struggled from the field, five of 20, but he had three steals. Um, second game, 45 points, he had one steal. Third game, again, nine for 23, but again, three more steals. So he's kind of picking and choosing, you know, which one kind of he turns up on. But the defensive effort to me is really, I was like, yo, why is Steph the, the most important defender out here? Like he really was a free safety at times of the game, just taking the ball away. There was one pick and roll. They just threw it and normally it'd be an easy layup, but he just came around from the baseline and just took it so easy. Got a layup off of it. I was like, wow. Like he's completely locked in on defense. And you, we know what Draymond does. And I think a lot of it is the fact that Poole's out there because Kent, is a solid defender, but Poole just is more athletic. He's faster at this yeah. point in their careers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's just he's just getting up into people. Very impressive to watch. Um, so those are two teams that kind of impressed me real quick for one. That hey man, it's looking weird. The Nets.
1: I'm I'm waiting for you to i waiting for you to bring it up. I know you doing. already you already know I'm done. <laughs> know all last
0: <laughs> postseason. Y'all know what I heard. If, if, you, if you guys obviously are new, maybe you don't. But all I heard was, man, if James Harden was healthy, and I was like, no, he's just doing what he does in the playoffs when you don't get foul calls. Fast forward to this year, what did they do? Because of Trey Young, they were going to let James Harden do it to infinity. They're like, all right, you can't be 5'10 and doing it, apparently. So... If you guys don't know they obviously they took away the foul rule where you could jump into players as you're going up in the air. Um first off, there what's your thought on that rule change? I love it. You love it's not it.
1: Natural basket. I love it. It's not natural basketball like cuz if like if you if you watch basketball in its purest form, you don't see people flopping. You don't see people like I'm not going to pump fake and jump backwards and get to the free throw line. Like, I mean, we don't, I mean, traditionally, when you see pickup basketball, there's no free throw line. But the point remains that to get up to just the foul hunting is not, it's not part of the game, really. I mean, it's from a gamesmanship perspective. I get it that you do what you do to win a game. But no, this is, this is not what we pay to see. And the NBA did something smart, something that the NFL does often is when a rule doesn't work and they see something that they can improve on in the game, they, they, they make the change next year. And the NBA made this change. I don't know how long it'll last because typically when they have a new rule implemented in the beginning of the season, you'll yeah. see that, okay, the refs are making a concerted effort to, to call this or not call this. But once the playoffs start, you kind of see they get back to normal basketball or, or what they've been doing for however long so i I like to see if it can continue throughout the season but right now i like it because it's putting it's giving the offensive player an unfair advantage that they don't really need especially with stuff like the hand check already out of the game
0: honestly i'm on the i'm on the other side of you i don't like it um Mm -hmm. i i always i thought that the foul stuff was really interesting and really cool to me personally now mm-hmm. it's kind of hard because I, I think it was. I really do think it was Trey. Like to me, Trey oh, it sp- was Trey, but Trey specifically made like an art form. Like James did, but his was a lot of the swipe through, or you know what I mean? His most yeah. favorite, Trey was really getting hit. Now he was jumping into the hits, but he really would, would get hit on the stuff. Um. But we're seeing early in the season because I don't want to leave Travis because he's the reason that they made the rule. Trey also isn't quite the same. He was eight for 22 and they lost to the Cavs. Can't miss the Cavs. <laughs> we'll get to it. But, um, but yeah, he struggled against And then I was watching him play the NAVs and I was like, all right, the Hawks are good. But Trey isn't, you know, he was not looking great in that game either, six of 16. So yeah, we'll get to him in a minute. But now that we're on Harden. He's looking just – I mean, they're, they're really the same guy, right? And so he's been struggling as well. And what we saw, you know, in the first game was they got smoked by the Bucks. So the second game, the Sixers choked because that's what they do. I'd be very upset. But James Harden wasn't doing anything. KD went crazy. And then last night they played the Hornets. Not a great defensive team. But a team with no center, right? And I mean, they probably put – go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to tell you. The Hornets are good.
0: Oh, no, the Hornets are good. The Hornets are definitely good.
1: The Hornets and, are good.
0: You know, losing to them isn't a shame, They're 3-0, but it's how they're losing. KD had 38, bro. 38? Mm-hmm. I mean, need a 38 this I
1: mean, Just look at the score distribution. Like, 38 from KD, you got 15 yeah. from Harden, an ugly 15 from Harden,
0: yeah. and nobody else
1: was in double digits. Like, that's not a formula win.
0: So obviously, clearly, for those, you know, who thought the national media be so stupid sometimes. Yeah. Of most of the time. But they, this thought that Kyrie was an expendable piece or someone they didn't need, I was like, what are y'all talking about? He's the second – but he's better than James Harden. Anymore, you know, we had this debate last year. Um, I've had it with plenty of people. But and then I just heard, oh, well, if James Harden is healthy, I'm like, well, I'm watching him early this year. Again, because now they took away the foul rule. So you're not getting the foul calls. And what does he look the same? He was looking last year in the playoffs. Right? So
1: like put it this way: take away free throws. Who's a better scorer? KD, I mean James Harden or
0: Kyrie Irving. Yeah, it's Kyrie. It's not even close. Kyrie is ridiculous. And I think people just People just even I just didn't even didn't even recognize it because even last year he's playing Drew Holiday right, yeah, and pe- and he was like scoring around twenty to twenty five. Then you watch what Drew Holiday does to Devin Booker, and you watch what he does to Chris Paul, and kind of a little bit what he did to Trey Young. Trey Young, you know, Trey Young kind of got hurt too, but it's like damn, that consistent twenty twenty five was pretty impressive. Nobody else could do it on them. They literally in the playoffs used him as all like a shutdown corner. Who do you want to take away? Booker or Chris Paul? Like you know what I mean? Yep. They're two best players, and Kyrie was just Kyrie was just getting his numbers and they were just winning the game. And you look at James, he just can't he can't do that consistently without foul calls. Um, yeah, I mean the Hornets are also a very good team. I think with them, um, actually hold up, because apparently. Apparently, we have a special guest. Give me one second here.
1: Whoa.
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently, we're going to be joined by a special guest here in a minute. So, that's a little surprise. See who pops up. But, I mean, right now, I just think, yeah, the Hornets are definitely a good team. But the Nets, they're not doing anything without Kyrie. I think it's it's not news. I just have to see it at the beginning of the season to make sure. But to me, the big loss, because they didn't play Blake last night either, but to me, the big loss really was Jeff Green. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't keep him. I'm confused.
1: Yeah, that was a big time loss. Um, probably because, I don't know. I have no idea why they didn't keep Jeff Green, to be honest. Like, I was trying to give you an excuse if maybe it was because they signed Paul Millsap, but they That's still
0: got an excuse. Jeff. <laughs> they still could have kept Jeff month. Green. Yeah, they they signed Paul Millsap and didn't keep Jeff Green because that's dumb. That's just stupid. Yeah, because didn't he scored like thirty last night. What, was he, what team does he play on? Who? Oh, Jeff Green. Jeff Green. Yeah, he plays on the Rockets now.
1: He's in, no, he's not on the Rockets. That's Jalen Green.
0: Oh, Jalen Green. It's yeah. Jeff for some reason.
1: That's weird. That's Jalen Green. I had thirty last that's night,
0: but, but yeah, Jaylen Jeff Green
1: work. is on. I want to say no. He's not on Denver. I can't keep track no more. To be honest, hard. <laughs> right, I got to figure this out though. What's yeah, he we'll figure Denver it out
0: as the season goes on. I'm still looking like. Wait, they got him winning that. Happen? We did off season reviews and stuff, and still didn't know. Um, yeah, he's in Denver. Like, he's in Denver. All right, all right. That at least yeah. kind of makes sense. <sighs> What's up? <laughs> yeah, hi. You could have waited for an introduction <laughs> there, guy. Huh. <laughs> You could have waited for an introduction since you're, like, late and everything. But, yeah, now we're joined by Dom. There's our special guest of the day. What do you do? Yeah, we were just talking about the Nets and the Hornets and how Kyrie's better than James Harden. Any thoughts? Yes. I agree. Um,
2: James, I mean, okay, so when the rule change came out, obviously, um, last year, it was, it was the James Harden and Trey Young rule. That's like, you know, and a lot of James Harden's game comes off drawing fouls and stuff like that. And there's been a lot of complaints, you know, due to the way that he draws fouls. But, I mean, you know, that's, that's how he generates a lot of offense. So, the fact that he's not able to get those fouls, like, I was at the game, I guess in 76 or so. I saw him try to generate, you know, those fouls and stuff like that on top of, you know, watching other games. But... You know, I saw him try to generate those fouls and it wasn't going his way. So, and he doesn't really like drive past people as much anymore. Now he just kind of settles for the step back three he's a bad. lot more than, <laughs> yeah, he's trying to expend a lot less energy now. So, doesn't have energy to expand? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but no, I definitely think that even, even. I think they need all three of them. I think that's the biggest thing. The team's not, like, extremely deep. Again, I think them losing um, Jeff Green was a big loss because they don't really have many bigs. They have – their only bigs are LaMarcus, which they're lucky they got LaMarcus back. So, um, LaMarcus, Blake, and Claxton, I believe, are their only bigs. I mean, I guess Bruce Brown, but he's, like, technically a two. Paul Millsap but, is on the team for no reason. So. Well, I forgot about Millsap. He's very forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have too many, you know, they don't have too many bigs out there. So I think them losing Jeff Green was a big loss. But yeah, I think I think they need all three of them just because the team isn't extremely
0: deep. It's just really top heavy, obviously. <laughs> well, they traded everybody and then let Spencer walk. Yeah. And let like Jeff walk.
2: Yeah. Well, they ba- it was basically a Jeff for Paul trade, essentially. It was wound up on the other team. So, After? yeah. Denver easily
0: won that trade. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing that's happened, at least early this season, we'll, we'll keep seeing what's happened, but my man, my man Joe Harris's confidence is shot. Yeah.
2: Honestly, when they traded Shamet, I was like, I mean, I, I it's easier to trade Shamet than Joe Harris because his contract is smaller. But like I would have tried to keep Shaman and just see if anybody would have been interested in, you know, taking Joe Harris. Yeah. Obviously they saw the playoffs. I think I think Shamet, you know, Shamet isn't I don't think he's quite as good as Joe Harris, like talently, but he's like dope. Yeah, he is built for the moment. So he's not as good of a three point shooter, which is essentially what they both are. But, you know, he'll slash. he'll do a lot of other things. And Joe Harris, I mean, he will too a little bit, but like you said, he's just broke now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I Man's confidence was completely shot at the clubs. He won't even shoot it. And right? they only shot three threes. Yeah. And he has to. He has to. James can't get three goals. And... But I think this game
2: is more about, honestly, I think it's less about the Nets and more about the Hornets. I think the Hornets are proving themselves to be a true playoff threat. I think that the off-season additions they made were good. <laughs> of um, Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre came in this team, and you know, even though he didn't shoot well this game, he came in and had a great impact. You know, he was a plus 13. The other two games, he he's been a positive every game that he's been in. I mean, they're three and zero, but mm-hmm. you know, Mason Plumley, Mason Plumley isn't great, but he's better than fucking Bismack Biyombo and and um, Cody Zeller. And then another one that I didn't even realize they did, but they got Ish Smith, bro. Ish Smith is a fucking baller. Ish Smith is a is a great bench piece. I don't know how he's been on fucking 14 teams, but nobody keeps him. But everywhere he goes, well, I'll say at least in this recent stretch because of Washington and and here, obviously, he's been providing a lot of good minutes. He just goes in there, makes his mid-range shots, maybe gets in the foul line once, maybe hits a three. But, you know, he just comes in there, and and when the lead looks like it's starting to – if the lead ever looks like it's starting to go away – You feel me? Then he just comes in there and hits a couple middies. So I think it's Smith. I think their free agency moves were really good, even considering that, you know, P.J. Washington has been struggling a bit as of right now. I hope he, you know, I hope he mentally is better. But, you know.
0: I think they did. We're not going to go into that story. You just let it up there. Yeah, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just let it go.
2: <laughs> sad story, man. It's a sad story. Sad times, man. Nah, he's been he's been bad all three games. That's why I'm like, oh damn, this shit like really, really got to him. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> how could it not? Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poor PJ. Really over for him. Yeah, That
2: scene. And Charlotte still should do what we said
0: they should have done: offer it and get rid of Terry. Yeah, I don't know what's taking so long. Well, they paid them.
2: Yeah, they they like literally can't until like uh, January fifteenth. Yeah.
1: The uh, when the when the Ben Simmons rumors will heat up. Or the Ben Simmons trade? I mean, I can't even say that because they already Ben Simmons for like, Terry you know? Rose a year, bro. Yeah. No, I'm just saying January 15th is when everybody can be available. All the players are signed. Yeah, we see. So, so
2: gonna,
1: the league, what open package would you,
2: for business? What, what package with the with the Hornets be able to send for Ben Simmons that doesn't include Lamelo? None. There is no package. Damn, y'all want fucking Terry and Bridges or, or, no. or DJ? Full no.
1: night, night would have to be in the deal.
0: I'm good. No, thank you.
1: Damn. Yeah, I told you that's not going to work.
0: Amen. <laughs> hey the Wizards are 2 0 and, oh, and the Lakers were 1 and 2. Anyone want to talk about that?
1: So, what's up with the
0: Lakers, man? Uh, You know what's up with the Lakers. He is right. He is right. They did get a win last night,
1: though.
0: They did get a win. Ja had 40, and they still ended up beating them. Maybe because Carmelo went insane. Yeah, Carmelo was definitely in the thing. Yeah, in the fourth, I was watching. We were like, "Why are the Grizzlies just leaving this dude wide the fuck open every time?" Yeah, <laughs> just hitting threes. No, it was it was completely their bench.
2: Plus yeah. nineteen from Carmelo, plus tw- plus nineteen from Malik Monk, and uh, this Reeves dude had a plus four. So Austin, I
1: mean Austin plus
2: Reeves. eighteen. Yeah, Austin Reeves had a plus eighteen as well. Their bench really carried. Dwight Howard was even a plus six. I won't even blame my man's this time, bro. It's DeAndre. Like, why is he here?
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, you don't have to blame him. They won the game. Yeah. You did have 13 points and 13 assists. Yeah.
2: I said I wasn't going to blame him. Mm-hmm. But the reason it was so close is because DeAndre is a liability everywhere he goes at this point. So. Yeah. I mean, yo, I will yo. say –
1: I was just going to say, you know, LeBron
2: thinks he can fix everybody. Yeah, he does think. That's why he took in this fucking project of a team. (laughs) Though, again, the team is
0: deep as fuck if everybody plays. Oh, Rondo got a DMP CD. Yeah, I saw. I was about to point that out. Yeah, Rondo already getting the coach's decision. Took two games for that one. Yeah.
2: He was the whole problem every time he stepped on the court for the Clippers. So,
0: and Russ, by the way, had nine turnovers. So. I
2: mean, he is who he is. He has assists, but you know, nine
1: is crazy.
0: Over. Nine.
2: That, that's who he is, though. Thirteen. That's pretty much who he is. Thirteen assists and nine turnovers.
1: Uh, That's almost a quadruple-double. He ain't
2: that bad. He's had those plenty of times. He's had those a lot of times, bro. (laughs)
1: Probably.
2: He's definitely had over, like, 10 turnovers multiple times with his triple-doubles. He is a turnover machine. That's his biggest problem, but it is what it is.
0: Damn, Grizzlies. All we had to do was guard Carmelo. It would have been so funny. Yeah. Not 0-3. Y'all know it's funny. We
1: had had an argument last season. Not argument, but a debate last season about who was the best scorer on the Grizzlies. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Mine ain't on the the team no more. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And, And Demetrius just ain't even playing.
2: Where is he? Is he hurt? Yeah, he's yeah, hurt.
0: He hurt. Oh, there you go. Jay got 40. We can't make the argument my guy's hurt, though. It's a little unfair.
1: Well, we know he he wouldn't be putting up 40. <laughs> Did go give you 40? He's not giving you 40 against the Lakers.
0: Dylan giving you 41 game this year. Book it. I'll take that school. I'll ja better, I'll give you that. You win. Ja,
2: is, ja has shown that he's better at this point.
0: I think I think Dylan Dylan can make a solid case, but I still get to laugh at Grayson Allen. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: he's,
0: he's in. He's in Milwaukee now, thriving.
1: Hey, that's so. a, that's actually a good pickup for them. So I'm not even mad.
2: Yeah. He might not he might have he might been it on um, Memphis, but he's starting in Milwaukee and he's putting up like 10 15 over there. You know what? He's doing his thing.
1: Yeah, I
2: he wasn't starting in the first game. Yeah, he started um he's starting over because uh Dante's hurt.
1: Yep. Yeah. And they bring off Carnanton off the bench.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, they started him and Constant. Oh, they didn't play Brooke last game. It was Brooke hurt?
1: Brooke is dealing with – I forgot what it was.
0: I Damn, so they, they, don't, they didn't have I Brooke forgot. or fucking Bobby. It don't matter. They still beat the Spurs. But... <laughs> well, the Spurs do suck, too. So... Damn. Just now seeing the Blazers beat the fuck out of the Suns.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because, like, every time you think a team is good this year, you see that team turn around and get destroyed by like, somebody somebody unexpected. Like, yeah, I thought that. I think the Bucks—they got—they <clears> <throat> had, had just suffered a big loss.
0: They got rocked we by the Heat by thirty. Not the Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Bucks so
2: just, beat the shit out of by the Heat. Yeah, I mean with the with the Trailblazer Suns game, though, no, I mean Devin Booker only scored 21, and only had eight, and Chris Paul only had four.
1: Yeah, can't, that's not
2: can't win like that. Max,
1: DeAndre Aiden, that's not a max contract performance, man. You yeah, DeAndre Aiden hasn't
2: been hasn't been giving max contract performances. Maybe they have a point.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he definitely Maybe they not. knew. <laughs> they, they were like, damn, you really couldn't take Giannis, huh? Oh, <laughs> we gotta see you do something this year. <laughs> I mean the offense isn't I mean he doesn't have too much of an offensive game as we saw in the finals. So or throughout games in the playoffs as well. But I mean I think his defense is really good. So how Nurkish on. even though Nurkic is I was going to say
1: no what
2: about Nurkic I said he held Nurkic tonight even though Nurkic isn't that great Nurkic sucks he had a big game a couple
1: nights
2: ago though he sucks campaign didn't play Uh, that's not what we lost by 30 I'm just saying he didn't play Mm -hmm. they lost by 30 because nobody scored
0: 30. I mean Devin Booker. The MVP gonna get four. Yeah. And be
2: like that. I mean, but he only be getting like 15.
0: It's a lot more than four. <laughs> it's a lot more than four. It's a lot more than four. Guy, we need those 15. We can at least try to play defense. Like, yeah, right, we, we just can't score the fucking cares.
2: How much did they give him? They gave him forty million a year. <laughs> Man, he like thirty eight. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Damn, this is our only chance." <laughs> yeah, y'all not going back though. <laughs> That's the thing about that one. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Dom,
1: down what, down, what you think about uh, Scotty Barnes? twenty five
2: and ten that he put up No, I saw that against. Um, we, let me say, I forget who. Oh, Boston.
1: It was against Boston, yeah.
2: Yeah, they blew them the fuck out. Well, for one thing, Boston sucks, man. <laughs> hey, what?
1: So Jailer. what? Last even spot.
2: Yeah, Boston. Boston does suck. I mean, he yeah, had a time so right of, there. It kind of is. It kind of is because you feel me. He then he got rid of everybody who was worth a damn outside of, even though there wasn't much people worth a damn. But I mean, all this there is Marcus. Marcus wasn't able to score. Jalen wasn't able to score, and um, Tatum he was eight for fourteen, but only like eighteen. He didn't really do anything. But um,
1: even roll Al out there.
2: Yeah, well, Al's their starter. That's the reason they started Grant the first game because Al was out. Man, this is just a bad team right here, bro.
1: <laughs>
2: Josh Richardson, like their fourth best player, or <laughs> like fifth best player. It's not a good sign out here, man.
1: Yeah, I'm not big on the on the Celtics.
2: Nah, but uh, Scotty Barnes. I mean, I wasn't able to watch the game because again, I was at a game. But you feel me? He did his. He was doing his thing out there. And one thing about this team. Is mm-hmm. that they are very good at defense. You feel me? Um, yeah. OG Anunnobi is a good defender. Scotty Barnes is a good defender. Um, Van Vliet's a good defender. One thing that interested me, though, this game is they started Gary Trent. The first game they put him on the bench, they had Dragic start. So then mm-hmm. this game, they put um, Gary Trent in the starting lineup and put Dragic on the bench. And Dragic was only a minus one off the bench, but Gary Trent was a plus 21 off the bench. So. It's probably something they'll look into keep doing throughout the um. Then the next game they they did lose to Dallas, but um, I mean that's fair. It was on the end of a back to back, everything like that. So it's not too much of a problem. But now nah, Scotty Barnes has definitely been playing well so far. Obviously, you know when they made the when they made the pick, you know, I was a little upset because I thought we were going to get Jalen Suggs and. Truthfully, I didn't know who Scotty Bars was. <laughs> but I <didn't. laughs> it's like when Knicks fans got mad at Porzingis. Like, who the yeah. fuck is this bum? <laughs> he, he wanted to be in the best
1: player
2: he wanted being
1: the best player
2: in the draft. <laughs> that
1: was so, crazy.
2: Yeah. Nah, but um, yeah, it was just I mean, right now he's looking like a solid player for real. So, I ain't mad at the pick. I mean, you know, he got the defensive presence. He can handle the ball. And it, his only problem was going to be his offense. He doesn't shoot many threes. But, I I mean, you feel me? If he starts to develop a shot, then he'll definitely be a real threat. So
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Hey, man, I think it's perfect time. Let's get into it. Player of the week. Game of the week. Coach of the week. Highlight of the week. Dickhead of the week. Darnell, let's start with you. What you got?
1: All right. So, for my player of the week, I'm going to go with, hmm. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Ja Morant to be honest. I think Ja Morant, he had the 40 last night, had a real impressive opening night victory against the Cavs. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got to get my Cavs talking here, man. <laughs>
2: a so... real impressive opening night against the Cavs.
1: He was impressive, <laughs> man. What you want me to say, man? Yeah. Ja went off. Right. So I was impressed by Ja. Um, my play or my game of the last of the, of the week i would probably go with i'm gonna go with
0: hmm.
1: this is interesting i'm gonna just go with the lakers and the grizzlies last night because it was a close game at the end lakers all, or the grizzlies almost they had a chance to tie it up at the end john got following three they actually could have made an and one in one game but he ended up missing one of the free throws, and they ended up losing the game. But So I'm going to go there for my coach of the week. Coach of the week, James Borrego for the Hornets. I'm going to go there. I think just what the Hornets have been doing has been impressive, being 3-0. I think they're at the top of the Eastern Conference standings right now. So that's pretty impressive. And for my – what I got left? Dickhead?
0: Highlight and dickhead.
1: Highlight dickhead. All right. My highlight of the week is... Highlight of the week goes to... I'm going to give it to Jalen Green. Just because I need to shout out Jalen Green for having the second most impressive missed dunk I've seen in a long time. After Ja, of course, who was the, the clubhouse leader and highlight missed dunks. But he... Tried that He had one one-handed dunk where he missed yeah. it, but he got up so high, it was amazing. So, I'm going to go there as my highlight. And for my dickhead, dickhead has to go to the broadcaster of the Philadelphia 76. I don't know if y'all were listening to the game last night. Probably not. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there was a play where Joel Embiid chases down Josh Giddy, the number – six overall pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he goes for a chase down block. He gets the block, he kind of fouls them and they both run into the stanchion. And the broadcaster says, this is the type of plays you don't want to see. I can care less what happens to Josh Giddy, but Joel Embiid, you hate to see him get hurt or something. And I'm just listening to that sound bite like, what? Are you serious? Did he really just say that? I mean, I get it. You're a 76ers broadcaster, but I could care less what happens to Josh Giddey. That's just not appropriate to say. So you get yeah, to take fuck care him up.
2: Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> if, if he tears his ACL, what's that have to do with us? <laughs> yeah, that was
1: wild. <laughs> You'll see, like, it's on Twitter. You'll see it. It's crazy. Oh,
2: uh, all right, so my player of the game, my player of the week is Stephon Curry. You feel me? It's been pretty amazing these uh, past couple games. The first game, he didn't do anything Word crazy. Yeah, the first game, he didn't do nothing crazy. But you know, the sec, the second game, he had that twenty-seven point first quarter. I believe he wound up like forty. And then last game, he wound up he had like twenty-seven. So I mean, and when the Warriors are three and zero, it's all due to you know just his presence of being on the court. And everything so you know i'll give steph curry player of the week um game of the week i gotta go with hmm let me see we already did wednesday i'll go with wizards pacers just because you know uh so that was a good one yeah just because you know, that was a, that was an overtime battle between two teams that are going to be around the same, you know, around the same place as they've been for the last couple seasons. But I mean, their new additions all came to play that game, you know. Um, Chris Bortey he did his thing out there. Miles um, Turner put up forty. He's not a new addition, but Miles Turner was doing his thing that game. But for the Wizards, I mean, you know, Kyle Kuzma had twenty six. Spencer Dinwiddie had thirty four. You know, they were doing their thing out there. Montrez Harrell had 14 that game, so it's just an exciting game. Um, coach, I'm going to give it to – I'm going to give it to the um, Grizzlies coach. No, I'm going to give it to the Hornets coach because this team being 3-0 just shows that, you know oh, – is it, the Hornets coach name is James Booknight, right?
1: James. That's
2: him, right? James right. Borrego. James Borrego.
1: Booknight Book is rookie. is a rookie, rookie yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, James. I knew it was James. Something, James B. Something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but him, I'm gonna
2: give it to him. <laughs> um, yeah, just for you know beating the Nets and you know just having a three zero record. Um, my highlight of the um my highlight of the week is going to be you know throughout the whole Ben Simmons situation. Tobias Harris went out there and he said, "We we'll respect." His privacy and space during this time. When he's ready, we will embrace our brother, with love and handle our, with love and handle our business on the court. Tobias Harris is trying to make this work while everybody else is against him. Tobias Harris wants him back, man. To, but Joel and B was like, "Fuck that nigga, I don't care about him." <laughs> everybody, the team was like, "We gonna find him." The team literally said, "I think he's lying about his mental health and and his injuries." and we're going to find him every game. That's not how you that's not how you do this, bro.
0: That's not how you do this at all, so. I mean, to be I, fair, Joel did tell the fans he's our brother. But okay, we're just going to ignore that part. And then You know what's the, crazy
1: about the Sixers? Just what?
0: Like part of this I
1: think. I think if Ben Simmons was to come back at full strength and be his normal self, they
0: would have a shot in the East. Stop with this nonsense. There's no shot. Never been any with Kyrie shot.
1: being out. With Kyrie no. being out, bro. No.
0: Yes. Bucks with smoke can't. us. I just, lo- I just saw them. I just
2: saw them lose the nuts, bro. They can't close. Ben Simmons. The- he's not going to help them close. They're so no. bad in the fourth quarter, bro. <laughs> as soon as the fourth quarter, everybody forgets how to make shots. <laughs> the whole team does. They just need a closer. They just need somebody that can close on the stretch. And then my um, dickhead of the week is going to go to Steve Nash because he said that he believes that James Harden is being unfairly treated by the new foul, foul baiting rule because of his reputation. That's dickhead I mean, material.
1: That's what the coach is supposed to say though.
2: Still dickhead shit to say though. Especially when you went to Trey Young and was like, "This isn't basketball."
1: Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking about. (laughs) about
2: This isn't real basketball. But now, now that he's on, now that James Harden is on your team, you know what? This is unfair. (laughs) He does the same thing. (laughs) It's not
0: not right. Oh man. Oh, that's a good one. My player of the week is going to be Wardell. It's been snapped. It's pretty, pretty cut and dry. I was trying to think of another one I couldn't. Um, My game of the week, I'm going with the only game that I just had to be fried for as it was happening. Nick Celtics was wild. Double OT. Bunch of. I
1: forgot about that game that fast.
0: That game really was crazy. Um, my, I'm forgetting. Oh, coach, my coach of the week. I'm going to go. I, I honestly agree with you guys that it's James Borrego, but go somewhere else and get another coach a shout out. Chris Finch, coach of the Timberwolves, we played two bad teams, but they're two and zero. So you know what? Go ahead. Timberwolves going to be decent. They are going to make the play in two and zero.
2: That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Watch out for T Wolves. Um sir. Sure. Watch out for the new look, Carl Anthony Towns dropping like 20 pounds or however much he lost. Did he lose weight? Did he not? He did he lose, lose weight. Right, there you go.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I remember seeing some pictures. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, he lost. They said he lost about like 20 pounds or so. Now, now, see, now we don't have to do Carl Anthony Towns slander. If you can I just wasn't bad. That's all. So all you gotta do James, hit the weight watchers. Anyway, um, my my highlight of the week has got to be I'm going to go back to Nick Celtics, that stretch in overtime when everybody was hitting threes and no one would miss. And before they hit like three in a row, then, you know, Jalen was hitting them, Marcus Smart was hitting them. They all got cold after it, but during that stretch, I was like, no. Y'all oh got real cold after I don't think they made a shot the whole yeah. rest of
2: they the game. They got tired,
0: there. man. It was the it was the the New York crowd was carrying them to hitting yeah. all of those shots. Yeah. The crowd's like, all right, all right, we well, we can't really cheer any louder. Y'all never gonna miss <laughs> anything <laughs> at all. It was literally like both teams hit eight straight threes, some stupid yeah. thing. Um and then the first person missed it. <laughs> it just all went down. It was just like, oh damn, you just fucked up the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the whole rhythm of the thing. It was the first time all year I was like getting, I was getting upset when they started missing. I was like, damn, they're missing that. This sucks. Like, yeah. It was, it was a pretty crazy moment. Um, and my dickhead of the week. Going want Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, that is a good one. because they're the two-and-one, so it's not on the court. But off the court, my man uh, canceled a wedding because he said that if he's going to coach a basketball team, there's no room in his life for a woman. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yep.
2: Cancel cancel his his wedding with his fiance. I was like, "Nah, we can't do this."
0: Basketball. <laughs> is actually love and basketball? But uh, I disagree.
2: I just want to go. I just want to go. I don't even want to go to a Knicks game, bro.
0: I just want to go to a Knicks
2: practice. I just got to see what they do in practice, bro. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I'm interested in. I know the practices probably be crazy. No lie, man. Derek used to it. Everybody else was like, at first, everybody else was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Man, Derek walked. (laughs) Man, Derek walked right in. Like, oh, y'all new to
0: this, huh? (laughs) Man, on the
1: line, suicides.
0: That's all I imagine. Maybe starting practice with suicides. You already know it. (laughs) You already know it. There's no, there's no shooting around. It's not. It's get on the. There's no light lines. Nah, we running immediately. They might, they might even start with the fucking the four corner shit. Not only are you running, but we doing like some jumping jacks and push ups. Fucking yeah, up down shit. He must have been like a military fucking trainer or something like that. It's the only way. I, I think. He did have something like that in his background. I forget what it. I know Pop did, but yeah, Pop, for sure. Yeah. um, pretty funny stuff, Tom. <laughs> Damn. She really fell for Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> <laughs> she fell for Tom Thibodeau. Bread. You got the bread.
1: Head coach of the Knicks, man. He got the clout,
0: man. I gotta look, I gotta look this up now. Gotta see who she is. I have to see the whole thing. Um to <laughs> the It says wife. Oh, he was he was engaged while he was at grad in graduate school at Salem State. Huh. Is this the same girl? I have no idea. There's so many. So much of the story. She's really off the grid. I can't even find a picture.
2: That means he would have been engaged to this woman since, since like 1980.
1: <laughs> that
2: <was the> same <laughs>
1: yo, yo, and then he broke up with her though. <laughs> right before the wedding, though, 20 years later.
2: That'd be funny as fuck. 30 years <laughs> later, however long that is. Uh, Oh my! That's like forty years. (laughs) God damn, bro! (laughs) I don't think that's. I hope it's not the same girl, though.
0: Who is? I don't think it is. According to sources, Tom Thibodeau had at least one relationship previously. Damn, he's sixty-three. So fuck it. There is no place for a woman in his life. It's crazy, man. Hey, man, to Easter own for uh, Lumia Sports, (laughs) Darnell Jones, and for Dom. This was Demetrius. How we going? Later. Triple D's deuces.